Family from the Heart, podcast episode number five. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And Stephanie's a little preoccupied <laughs> over there. Uh-oh. You're not supposed to read that far into that stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow, is this one going to be a good one? I can already tell this is going to go down. And what are you keeping that in your Ooh, Bible because for? Because I need to reference it later, maybe. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, that's a good one. Oh, good. It, it totally fits into the whole, the the whole, whole topic. Good. So uh, welcome back, everybody, to Family from the Heart. We are discussing today chapter three, I believe, of the five love languages we are chapter and three it's the about five love languages falling in love it's all about falling in love and stephanie and i are going to share with you about our falling in love experience <laughs> but oh, first the we, euphoric phenomenon of the falling. euphoric phenomenon so we're going to first talk about what we just read and then we can kind of okay. relate it to our story. Okay. And then we're going to talk about what love really is and, and all this other stuff. So just in a brief overview, real quickly, what did we read in chapter three of this book, Stephanie? I don't know, because now my mind is whole stuck on our euphoric phenomenon. Yeah. So let's see. The, the experience of falling in love is, well, it is just that. It is an experience and it, it makes you see things differently. Uh-huh. It makes you behave differently. Okay. And we learned, uh, one thing that I learned through this is that the experience of falling in love, um, the in love part being in quotations, is like last about two years, like like the ride of that, the emotional ride right. of being in love lasts about two years. So av- I learned, I learned that the average du- duration of the in love feeling can last as long as basically about approximately two years. And if the relationship is secret in nature, it can last longer. It can even last longer. Yes. So obviously, what they're talking about here is that feeling. If you've ever been quote unquote in love. Um, it's that feeling where that's all you think about. The person is all you think about. You wake up in the morning, you think about that person. Uh, you're, you're going to bed at night, you're thinking about that person. You want to spend every waking moment with that person. And I love how this book describes it. And I encourage you to get the Five Love Languages book, uh, which we'll talk about near the end of this uh, podcast episode, how you can get a copy for five ninety nine. Uh, from our wonderful sponsor over at Mardell.com. Okay, can I read just a couple yeah. of ex- um, excerpts? Yes, yes. From, from chapter three, and th- they're not they're they're in order, but they're not all together. So I'm going to read different ex- excerpts and and put it all together in my own way. Okay, gotcha. The person who is in love has the illusion that his beloved is perfect. Absolutely, his mother can see the flaws but he can't. His mother says, darling, have you considered she has been under psychiatric care for five years? But he replies, oh, mother, give me a break. She's been out for three months now. I love that. And what's so funny. One I know that you're going to skip, because it was already before that, was the situation where uh, his secretary comes in and says, 
you know, she's been in a relationship for six years one time, three years with another guy, and then out of nowhere, she comes in one day and says, uh, he says, how you doing? And she goes, oh, I'm doing absolutely wonderful. I'm getting married. And it's like, really? To whom and when? And she explains, and he's like, and how long have you been dating? She says, for three weeks, and she's just bubbling with joy and just, I mean, overflowing, just absolutely obsessed with this guy. And, you know, the fact, and he, he talks about the fact that he's been married twice before and has three children that that really seems like very insignificant in comparison to her love and devotion to this man and how perfect he is. Yes. So there there's never no- mind the fact that he's been married twice and has two children and has had three jobs in the last oh, four yes. months. The three jobs in the last four months was the other one. That he, was a big to one. Her is perfect. Exactly. So and then um. I'm going to skip ahead because th- this part I, I just love. Anyway, Absolutely. Th- this defines, th- this defines like the realization for me uh-huh. that happened like six months after we were married. Uh-oh. Okay. It says, um, well, they talk about the, the study that said that, that um, the in love phenomenon lasts about the obsession, the romantic obsession um, lasts about two years. Secretive love affair, it can last longer. Eventually, however, we all descend from the clouds and plant our feet on earth again. Our eyes are opened and we see the warts of the other person. We recognize that some of his or her behavior, personality traits are actually irritating. Her behavior patterns are annoying. He has the capacity for hurt and anger, perhaps even harsh words and critical judgments. Those little traits that we overlooked when we were in love now become huge mountains. We remember mother's words and ask ourselves, how could I have been so foolish? Welcome to the real world of marriage, where hairs are always on the sink and little white spots cover the mirror, where arguments center on which way the toilet paper comes off and whether the lid should be up or down. It is the world where shoes do not walk to the closet and drawers do not close themselves, where coats do not like hangers and socks go AWOL during laundry. In this world, a look can hurt, a word can crush. Intimate lovers can become enemies and a marriage a battlefield. Love is a battlefield. <laughs> all right. Anyway, I love the way that, that that he puts those words together to describe that because I think we all wake up one day after we've been married, whether that be two years or six months or, you know, pick your time frame. I think we all wake up one day with that feeling. Yes, the, the feeling of where did the love go? Where, well, where that was is chapter it? two. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, but you're right. How so, could I have been so foolish? How could I have been so foolish? No, but the thing is, is, is I hearing the, or reading this book, or you were, you actually read it aloud as I sat next to you and hearing this information, it just, you know, it rings so true, but how little do we ever really think about this, about how it works? This, this idea of being in love can, cause I want to say that I remember Feeling the feeling of in love with you. That's because I'm so cool. Yes. And I I recall. <laughs> Which is absurd. What, so anyway. No, it is not absurd. I recall being obsessed with you. I recall that as well. And in fact, I want to share. <laughs> now, I'm going to do this. And, and this is a huge risk, by the way, because I have not pre-read this. I, oh. I 
I have not Good. I have not pre-read this. Okay. But what I'm going to do is I am going to read something from my so, personal journal. Before before we get started here. Yes. Um because now we're going to talk about uh, about how we fell in love and and a little bit about our in love um phenomenon. <laughs> yes. As um Gary Chapman calls it. Anyway, if you want to find out how Cliff and I met, there's actually a My Crazy Life about that. Two rem- of them. Do you remember which ones they were? I won't, but I'll look them up. Okay. Because there were his story, and then I came back and I shared my side of the, the story. The other, the other side. <laughs> the other side. So um, if you're interested in that, you can go back and check out some My Crazy Lives in the past and and hear about how we met and how we came to our our first date. And Exactly. And but what, what I'm about to read to you is from my personal journal. Now, I have always been a fan of keeping a personal journal. Of course, I don't call it a diary, you know, because that would not be manly enough. Girly. Yeah, it's too girly for me. <laughs> but I have always been a fan of keeping a journal. And, and you know, I don't know why, but uh, for some reason I just have. I, it, it's, it's neat to go back and, and take a look and see what I wrote back a long time ago. And, of course, I love the idea, the concept that my kids would be able to one day go back and read the things that I wrote at different stages in my life. Right. Now, Stephanie and I met on April 11th, 1995. Actually, we didn't meet. We didn't meet. This is... That was the first day that we talked on the phone. Yes. It was, okay, so... That was the day I got up the courage to call the old man and say, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that was the day that I got a phone call from this little girl, is how it actually went. <laughs> that's how your side went down exactly so it was april 11th 1995 stephanie and i talked on the phone for the very first time ever one day later still had not met this is what i wrote in my journal okay Seven thirty-four a.m oh wow because we talked at like eleven thirty at night so that's like not a whole day. All right. This is it's good. It's not even 12 hours. This is good stuff here. I, I'm sure. And I, like I said, I have not read this yet. So I don't have no clue what, what I'm about ready to bear before this microphone. But I'm a little maybe, nervous. Maybe you should pause and give it a quick glance. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. I'm a little nervous about what you're going to read. Here's what, here's what I had to say. Well, today I'm going to begin a new journal. I have not written in what seems like forever now. I've wanted to start back for some time but never had a reason uh, never had a true reason to begin again. So what is this reason now? Well, I guess you could say it is Stephanie Renee Snow. It's kind of a, a long story, but I will take a mo- uh, take it will make it short since I have to leave for school soon. See, Mandy and Kurt have been trying to fix me up with someone. And well, it has been quite an experience since I really did not want to be fixed up with someone in the first place. I take that back. I did one night, but it was just a mood. Anyway, well, Mandy kept on. She proceeded to tell me about her friend Stephanie. She said she had bought an extra ticket to the prom and would like to go out and would like to go would like me to go with her. Well, I didn't sound it didn't sound too bad to begin with. I figured she wasn't married and it, and she didn't have kids and wasn't near the point of being institutionalized. It might be something to consider. Did I really write this? Oh my god. I didn't. 
<laughs> that is amazing. Which can I just intersect here and yes. say that that um, our good friend Mandy falsified the story. Did she really? She did. Okay. So anyway, that was until I found out that Stephanie was only 16 years old. That really blew my mind and I instantly said, no way. Why did I say no? Well, there are several reasons that have gone through my head. Uh, one was that she was uh, she was just too young. Another was that Mandy told me that Steph and her dad did not always get along too well. And I would hate to take her out on a date and end up in jail. Uh, another reason, and this is still a slight but diminishing concern, she is only one year older than my sister. And well, I guess I still see my sister as a little girl. Also, I wonder what my mom would say if she knew that I was dating a 16-year-old. Now, you got to imagine I was 22 years old <laughs> and in college at this time. Well, I had totally made up my mind that under any circumstance the answer was going to be no. I was going to take t- I w- let's see, I was not going to take Stephanie to the prom. Well, that was the plan until last night when I was on my way out to meet Kurt to play some pool. As I was walking out the door, the phone rang, and it was Stephanie. Our conversation was short, but basically she told me who she was and asked if I would go to the prom with her. And well, I told her some of the issues that I had thought about and that I really didn't have time to go into it at that time since I was uh, late getting out the door as as it was to meet with Kurt. I asked her to call me later and we would talk about it then and I would give her a definite answer. Well, as I left the house, it was my first my first thought was anger. I was mad that Mandy and Kurt did not listen to me and still had Stephanie call me. But the more I thought about it, I was kind of impressed that Stephanie who had the courage to call me and ask. I thought that it I think that is what changed my mind. Well, I came back and called man, uh, Mandy first to tell her uh, that I was going to say yes to Stephanie and it was going to be only if she told me her dad how or only if she told her dad how old I was and that I was taking her to the prom and also if we could go out by ourselves before prom to get to know each other. I also needed to get Stephanie's phone number for Mandy as well. Next, I called Stephanie and we talked from 11.15 p.m. to 12.30 a.m. It was amazing. She <laughs> felt the same as I did about having her dad know about the be- about knowing. And the best part is that we have almost everything in common. Um, Stephanie, do we have everything in common? Absolutely not. We're nothing alike. <laughs> I actually like her a lot is what I wrote in Aww. here. So who knows? I'm very likable. Yes. We are going out this Friday night and next Wednesday we are going to go uh, go out and get my tux. And we have already made a lot of plans to go out in the future. I feel there is a, is I feel there is no doubt that we are going to like each other. There was just too much that seemed to be pulling us together after we got off the phone la- late last night. I knew things were looking good. Since then, I have been thinking about her constantly. <laughs> this is like since last night, right? Right. <laughs> since then. Since like six hours ago. <laughs> I'm going I'm going to quit writing for now. I have to finish getting ready for school. I will definitely write soon. I want to begin a good journal this time. S- 9.23 p.m. 
Well, the day is finally over, and I guess you could say I thought about Stephanie today. After my classes, I called my mom and told her about Steph. She seemed to take the fact that she was 16 better than I thought she would. She just basically <laughs> asked if her parents knew, and I told her yes. So I was, I'm sure that my mom was like totally livid or something like I'm that. I'm sure she was. But I was like oblivious to the fact. Knowing your mom as well as I know her now, yep. you know, 13 years later. So now that I have that over with. And I'm sure she talked about us behind our backs. Oh, there's no doubt. <laughs> However, my mom did just call me about an hour ago and she's asking me all kinds of questions about Stephanie. And yes, she did bring up the fact that she was 16 again. Uh, but I have been thinking about it. It's really not as bad as it seems at first. <laughs> yes, it is. What kind of moron was I? My gosh. Anyway, I mean, Steph seems to be more mature than the average 16-year-old. No, you weren't. No, I wasn't. That is just not true. That is total falsification. All right. So anyway. as it's because far- I had a job. And as far as things go, <laughs> Stephanie had great potential to be to being someone that I could possibly have a relationship with. Ooh. Basically, <laughs> a.k.a. I'm a lonely guy. <laughs> We really have a lot in common. You were just excited you didn't have to hang out with Kurt anymore. No doubt. We we really have a lot in common. She is going to be a teacher as well, obviously. Uh, I'm a teacher. Yes, you are, and so am I. She wants to teach math, though. We made a deal. I told her that I could make, let's see, I would make her like history, and she said she can make me like math. Well, we never got that. We never got that right. We never got that right. (laughs) So this should be quite interesting. I came home tonight and she had left me a message on the answering machine. I bet you anything that that's that's that safe. You think? Yes. I have this whole thing that I've been keeping in our personal safe and I've got a micro cassette tape. I just don't have a micro cassette player. Crap. So I'm wondering, I bet you anything, this is that very first voicemail you ever left her Well, that wasn't even a voicemail back then. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the answering machine message. I bet you that's what this is. I got to find one of those. Okay. Well, I'll get get one of those and play it on a future uh, podcast. (laughs) That would, that, now that a podcast. No, please don't. All right. I thought you loved me. Yes. I came home tonight and she left me a uh, message on the answering machine. She basically said she would call me tonight if she got back from church early enough. That is another thing I like about Steph. She goes to church. It's it's like a Pentecostal church, though. I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. I used to be into that type of worship, but I guess after being away from it for so long, it just makes me feel awkward to go back again. I do not. I do need to get back into church, but I would like to get the rest of uh, my family to go with me. Today went well at school. I found out that I only need a 48% on my next test to, in psychology to get an A for the semester. If I skipped it all together, I would get a B. So that made me quite happy. School is almost over now and I can't wait. I'm hoping things work out well between Stephanie and I. I really do need someone to spend time with. (laughs) I just don't want it to be a short-term relationship. I'm 22 years old and I need something to last so that I can start thinking about a nice future. That is hilarious. I'm almost done. I I just don't know that Stephanie 
what Stephanie would have to say about that. But I have decided that I am not going to push things too fast here. I am going to try my best to let things fall into place and just pray for the best. Well, I'm going to go for now. I'll write soon. I'm. Uh, I'll write soon. I am sure. I hope that Steph calls. I want to talk to her some more and get to know her better. Oh, isn't that sweet? Ugh. And check this out. And I'm not going to read all this, but look. Okay. Here I've got is April thirteenth. I have April thirteenth. Oh, this isn't isn't thick Steph. enough. April 13th. April 13th, 1995. I have two pages. Okay. April 15th, 1995. April 16th, 1995. April 18th, 1995. <laughs> April 19th, 1995. Cliff was so smitten with me. I was smitten with you. And Stephanie, do you have the one? I, I do want to read just a little snippet of this one over here. The one you put in your Bible. Stephanie. What? What are you reading? Um, one from May '95. Okay, I, I, <laughs> after it's after the, the love, it started to fade. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to read from this? All right, one? I, I want to just read the beginning of it, or you can oh. read it if you want. Okay, I'll read this one. Okay, what's the date? How, um, April twenty eighth, nineteen ninety five. Okay, so eleven forty five a.m. You're so precise, I, and do. you wonder why your dad always calls you and says, "Hey, four oh one." Now I know where you got it. <laughs> All right. So go ahead. How much of this am I reading? I don't know. I don't even know what's in there. So be careful. Yeah. We might well, have to. I do because I read it, this one already. Okay. Go ahead. Just read until we say I want to skip the beginning. Okay. Okay. Um, the beginning is a little too personal. Okay. That I want to share. Um, or, no, it's not. No, it's not. They're, they're, it's they're, anyway. It'll, it's um, only personal to us because we know what that reference is. Well, and if you want to know what the reference is, you need to go listen to The Full-Time Mom, episode number 24. Right? 24? What's that? Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Today is a pretty cool day. I feel weird, though. I'm not quite sure what it is. I think it is because there is nobody here to talk about Stephanie with. <laughs> oh, poor Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> you really were lonely. I was. Oh, I had you in the bag the whole time. <laughs> so that is why I am writing. Maybe this will put me in a better mood. Well, since I wrote last, Steph, is, Steph has told me something really special. Remember when I mentioned before when Steph and I talked about what happened between us after prom? She said she was confused. She said that she couldn't tell if her love for me was a true love. This is like 11 days after. <laughs> okay, no, wait, 17. It's 17 days after. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, the first time I ever spoke to you on the phone. Anyway, yeah, and I was so much more mature than most 16-year-olds. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm blushing, people. This is pathetic. <laughs> How much of this am I reading? Just keep going, just for a little bit. Okay. Well, I told her that I was confused as well, but after a while, I realized that I really do love her. And when I told her, she asked me how I know. Well, I couldn't find an answer to give her. It was just a feeling that strikes me every time I think about her. (laughs) (laughs) You were a 22-year-old man. Do you know what feeling struck you every time you thought about me? Seriously. I think I do. (laughs) But we'll move right along. Hold on. We we will... Okay, okay, go ahead. So, um, well, Sunday we went to church. After the night service, we stopped at our spot by the tree on her road. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. There's this. That was, I live on a long country road, and we would pull over and wait until my curfew. Yeah, and we'd sit there and talk and and kiss and kiss a lot. 
And well, there was something that just blew me away. This there is was, good stuff. Hold on, good. wait. This, this is, is good. Stuff. Start over with those. We stopped at the part in the with oh, the tree again. Yeah, this okay. is good stuff. Listen up. We stopped at our spot by the tree on her road, and well, there was something that just blew me away. There was some kind of energy exchanging from our bodies. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds so much funnier when you read it. <laughs> It'd be just as funny if you read it. Okay, be, I thought so. But the great thing is, is that you wrote it. I know. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, or cheesy, you know. <laughs> I took her home, and as I was ready to leave, she told me that she knew for sure that she loves me. Ever since she told me that, my heart has been at peace. See, when I thought about her at first, I thought about how great she was and how I hoped that um, I would never lose her. And the thought of losing her just tore me apart. (laughs) That's enough. Give me my papers back. (laughs) I'm keeping these. Who are you kidding? Um, Anyway, Cliff goes on to uh, um, explain or exclaim that um, 17 days after meeting me and my grand 16 year old self he wanted to marry me oh goodness is that what I said in here yeah you did no I didn't yes you did read it where where is it at I don't know it's on like page four seriously <laughs> I did, I was not mentioning uh-huh. marriage after uh-huh. you were gonna buy me a ring for my 17th birthday is that right that's right what? Oh my gosh! I do, I do know. I want to marry Stephanie, and I am quite sure that Stephanie wants to marry me. Seventeen days, people. With that in mind, there is no real great hurry. When Stephanie is ready, I will know, and I will ask her. Wow! Seventeen days. 17 I knew days. that I wanted to marry a sixteen-year-old. That yeah. is just wonderful stuff, that, right there. That's just great. Anyway. And we have two daughters. What are we going to do? We, they must never meet a guy like me. That is all there is to it. I am a jerk. All men stink. What? I think this. What? This is this is so personal, guys. Here is a journal entry from May 27th, which from just reading the first maybe three or four lines, I think it was Cliff's first experience of my menstrual cycle. Oh, no. <laughs> It's great stuff. What's the first lines? You have to read it now. Okay. I just got off the phone with Stephanie, and I am quite upset right now. <laughs> that that, <laughs> that explains it. it. Yep. Is that oh, it? Oh, that's great stuff. No, it goes on. Oh, okay. Well, we won't go any further then. If, so, if you learn nothing else from this podcast episode, do not write things down. They can come up to haunt you later. I no, need, seriously. I need to get into I need to get into the the safe and find or actually no, it's not in the safe anymore. It's probably out in the garage rotting away. I need to go get it. And find the letter that is like fifteen pages long. And I remember because I rolled it up and beat you with it. That Cliff wrote me No, you guys just experienced his journal entry from six hours after the first time he spoke to me and you know 17 days after meeting me he wanted to marry me (laughs) and then a couple of months into our relationship he writes me this huge long letter about how i'm suffocating him (laughs) now here i am 16 maybe 17 by the time he actually wrote the letter 
I did not have my driver's license because I could have cared less about them. He drove to me every time he wanted to see me. And he wrote me a letter about how I was suffocating <laughs> him. <laughs> and I beat him with it and didn't talk to him for three days. It's amazing. It's, it, it's amazing we ever got married. It is amazing that we ever got married. But what's, what, what's what is, even more amazing is that we managed to stay married for nearly 12 years now. Yes. And, and I praise God for that every single day. And so going back to this, the reason why I felt like, hey, let's go pull out the, the my old <laughs> journals and share some of that. Because, because it's as, entertaining. As we were reading this chapter, this whole idea of being smitten and fallen in love, that, that whole euphoric experience that just where you don't care about anything else in the world and you throw all logic out the door. Nothing matters. It doesn't matter if the person's been married three times, twice before and has three kids and had four jobs in the last three months. I mean, it, none of those things matter. It doesn't matter if she's 16 years old. I mean, how crazy was I? But there is this feeling and emotion that rushes over us and we call it falling in love and I want to say that I agree with the author who talked about the fact that one of the other psychologists out there that study this this euphoric event in our life that they don't even think that it's appropriate to call this falling in love right because it's not love it's not because what happens in this in in this event and, and there, there are two things that I really got out of this chapter number one they say it's a good thing we don't stay in this mode for extended period of times. It's like, oh man, I wish I still had those feelings. Well, the truth is, is that it was all encompassing. I mean, think about this. I I wrote about it. I I spent hours writing about it on April 12th, April 13th, on the 15th, on the 18th, on the 19th. I was writing about it every day because you know what? Those are the very moments during the day that I weren't with her. Or I wasn't writing her name all over folders and inside books and notes. <laughs> well, you know what? It's um, writing letters to her. To me, yeah, those were great. Talking on the phone for letters. six hours one night. This journal entry that you wrote on um, the twenty eighth that I just read parts of. Um, you wrote on the back. It's so funny. You wrote, "I love Stephanie Renee Ravenscraft." Did I write that? You did. That is amazing. <laughs> and what date was that? Um, April twenty eighth. 95. That, so that was the 17 days later. Yes, that was the 17 Had we days actually later. gone out on our date? Was the prom then yet? Yeah, the prom was... Oh, prom was just at, before this, this. Yeah, it would have been just before that. Yeah, very cool. So we had gone out on our first date mm-hmm. before I called you Stephanie Renee Ravenscraft. We had. So anyway, that is just our amazing. Our first date was on the 14th, and then prom was the week later on right. the 22nd. Right. So, yes. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. So what was I going to say? Oh, it's a good thing we don't yeah. stay in this this feeling forever because the truth is, is when we are and, and I, I will I will call it and I like the, the, the term that they used at, in portions of this chapter called obsession. Right. I do, too. You know, too. It, it is an obsession uh, and, and nothing else really matters. It, it's, it's like that song from Queen. Nothing really. You're matters. not allowed to sing. Okay, so anyway, the thing is, is, is that nothing else really does matter, and the, and if we are all smitten and obsessed with love, 
then we don't get our we don't get anything else accomplished. No, we, we don't. People would not be able to. You know, I mean, governments would fall. I mean, everybody would just be ah, oh, you know, it's it's like it'd be a fairy tale. It, yeah, and, and, because when you when you're in that that euphoric, euphoric phase, it's. You can't focus on anything else. Nothing. I mean, you you said in your journals, that's all I think about. I think about it when I think about her when I wake up. I think about her when I go to sleep. I'm always thinking about her. Yeah, and I was so glad that if you know that I had done so well up to that point before I met you in my psychology class that even if I decided not to go to school and even take that test, I could spend that afternoon with you and I'd still get a B. I except, just thought that was so cool. Except I had to go to school to get my diploma. Exactly. <laughs> So I ended up going and I think I got an A anyway. But anyway, anyway, that's the thing. And so what they're saying is that, okay, this is something that is real. It is something that is physical, psychological, and it's almost built. Some psychologists believe it's built into our genetic makeup so that we would actually have this ability to uh, get to the point where we can come together and and overlook our differences and and feel a connection so that it would be the survival of the species is what one psychologist said i completely disagree with that um i don't think that this is a survival of the species mechanism but i do believe it is something that we i mean we have little control over and here's what i think about going back to the statement of it's not love it's it's not really love the fact is is that when you're in, you know, when you have this quote unquote feeling of, oh, I'm in love, it's a very selfish thing. It's all about how I feel. I mean, it, it, there was very little in here about all the things that I wanted to to do for you and how I wanted to bow down and my, you know, and <laughs> sacrifice what I want to right. do. You know, it, it was all about me and how great you made me feel. I'm no longer lonely and this makes me feel good. And and the fact that I would, the whole idea of, sure, I would do things for you. I would drive long distances to be with you. I would I would take you out and spend money to take you to dinner. I would I would spend all this time with you. It, but But those things were done, in reality, they were done for me. Right. Because I did not want to be without that euphoric experience. And so it wasn't necessarily for you. It was all for me. And so I love what this book says in this chapter. It talks about the fact that none of this, none of this is really love because love is something that you choose to do. Love is a decision. It's a choice. It's not necessarily something that that you just you do because you can't you have no control over and and i love what it says about the fact that true love really cannot exist between two people until after the euphoric experience of quote unquote falling in love has expired right and the other thing is of course we talked about is the fact that you know it 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 takes it you know that love that feeling can last about two years on average now you have something up on the computer it looks like you want to share with us no okay were you looking for the yep like did you find it nope okay it's way back there i'm still looking if if you go there's a search box the search wasn't finding it okay i tried a couple of different things you try other just put the others just put story i didn't just put story try story and see if that works. Okay. So anyway, that that's that's the whole story. And um, 
basically, the story. that's the whole story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we want to say thank you to the folks who are in the chat room. Uh, we've got some people that have uh, joined us and we want to end by sharing what love really is. And the other thing that we want to share, Stephanie, are you still with me? I am still with you. I'm okay. listening to everything you've said. Okay. So the one thing we want to share is, is that, you know, love is a decision. The, the fact is, is that the, we can get carried away. And what's amazing is that this euphoric experience can lead us to actually get, um, oh, Andrea Zuniga found it already. It's episode oh. number 92 and 93 of My Crazy Life. Okay. I, I have 93. I just hadn't found 92 yet. So. Very cool. awesome. Thank you. Andrea, thank you so she much. Rocks. You can go to gspn.tv. Well, I had got distracted along the way looking at other things. Did you? Yeah. Looking at all the different podcasts we've done over the last yeah. two and a half years. Anyway, um, episode 92 and 93. 92 would be Cliff's um, little story about how we came to be dating. And 93 would be my side of the story. Very cool. And, uh, Which are completely different. They well, so funny that we had everything in common. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> we can't even agree on how we came to date. So the thing is, is that um, going back to the whole yeah. topic here, is that this euphoric experience? It's amazing how many times that that does lead people straight into marriage. I mean, even 17 days later, I'm already talking about marrying a 16 year old as a 22 year old man. Right. That was a, just a little strange. You know, and of course, luckily, we didn't just jump right into marriage, which I think so many people do. Some, a lot of people thought we did, though. You know, you think so? Oh, we, yeah. Didn't we wait at least a year? We, like, it, it was more than a year. Yeah. Not much. I think it was like 16 months, but yeah, a lot of people thought we thought we had jumped into it. Yeah, I, I think they, they were crazy. I don't think you should date for like 15 years before you get married. <laughs> But, uh, well, I think it was my age. That yeah, I think that, that that was the big deal. But the situation is is that we were we did actually date for a very long period of time. We were able, I, I believe personally, I really like the concept of being together with the other person through all four seasons at least once. I would agree with that because had I, had I well, you were still in the euphoric phase also. But you get very depressed in the winter. Yeah. And I think that it was good for me to experience part of that before we were married. Did that happen back then? It did. Really? I don't recall it that. It was. It came in different phases, but yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Because there's in um, the one letter that, that was in your pile that I had written to you talked about you getting down. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. That is interesting. So, right. So, you should spend but, yes, at least all four seasons. You should. I, I think you should. I, th- I think it's important to see people, to, to see and interact with people through the four seasons, to see, to get to know them and, and, and to really understand who it is that you're marrying. And, and you know, I, I, I personally believe that. I, I really do. And so when I see somebody get married after they've only known each other for a few months, it, it, it concerns me a little bit. Not necessarily that I don't think it's going to last, but right. I think that you don't, I don't think you can know somebody until you've been with them for a year. I, I mean, truly know them. 
And not, I'll agree with but that. I'm not saying it's a requirement that you right. completely know somebody before you marry them, because obviously there are these things called arranged marriages, which I actually am starting to think I'm a fan <laughs> of now that I have two young daughters. It, well, you've been thinking that for a whole, quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I believe you even had a wife picked out for our son at one time. <laughs> who was that? Huh? Who was that? Isabel. Isabel. Yeah, she would do. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I, I'm OK with that. Yep. We'll see how things go over I the next know, few the years. Top she had on, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're kidding. She's six. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's so funny. Anyway, um, knowing so, someone because I know well, a lot of people know that listen to to me on our on our other podcast and definitely on the full time mom will know that um, that my sister just got married three weeks ago mm-hmm. or. It'll be three weeks ago this week, I guess. And they had been dating since September, I guess. So that's, you know, not very long. Is that even six months? I don't know. We planned the wedding in like three. So. Yeah. Anyway. And I know that you and I had, had talked about this. We we had really talked about this and saying, you know, I don't know. You saying I'm not so sure if if you know they they know each other well enough and I'm saying from from my point of view as her sister that that number 1 she's going to do what she wants to do anyway. So why not me as the older sister be able to give her the knowledge that I learned over a long hard process and and let her know that and and I think that I did a, an okay job of it. Let her know that that this this euphoric phase, this this obsession will go away. And, you know, whether it be six weeks or six months or two years from now, she's going to wake up and say, this is not what I signed up for. Right. And in that case, when she wakes up and, you know, he she's had the last straw of him not putting the cap back on the toothpaste or, you know, not rolling it up from the bottom, you know, squeezing the tube in the middle pick your nitpicky thing, you know, and fill in the blank. She's going to wake up one morning and she is going to have to make a choice to love him because there's going to be one day when it's going to be really hard to do that. Yep. And so I tried to, to make it my goal. And still I was talking to her today. She had, she had asked me, um, this question because they're both 21 and you and I got married when we were young and, um, she said, when is he going to stop wanting to do this, buying these DVDs every week? When is he going to stop wanting to do these things? And I said, Samantha, he's a boy and it's going to take him a long time. I said, Cliff was turning 30. It, it was in the six months leading up to him turning 30 before he started to realize, maybe I need to save some money. Maybe I should own my own home by now. You know, you were almost 30 before you had any of those thoughts. Yep. And so I was telling her, I said, instead of thinking, oh, why does he have to buy another DVD? I said, instead of you having that thought, why don't you budget for his DVDs? You know, make that a line item in your budget and plan for it. And then that saves you from having the feeling of resentment that he's buying it. And it still lets him get his DVDs. But then if he's getting his DVDs and he wants, because he wants to save to come home for his brother's graduation. And I said, so then you can use it to your advantage, not, not using him, 
but use it in a way that you can say, what's more important, saving the money to go home for graduation or buying your DVD? And so he, then you give him the decision to choose one and you're not the bad guy, but it's, you know, it's helping him to learn a lesson also. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I, I think so anyway, I've done my best to, to, to help her along and to help her to understand that it is a choice every day that she wakes up. Right. And that's the whole idea. And the whole concept is, is that there is going to be a time, no matter how much we have this definite euphoric experience, it is going to go away. There is no question about that. And it's not necessarily that, oh my gosh, did I ever really love this person? Because that is not the question. In fact, the truth is, is that, you know, you never really did. No, not when you're in that, not when you're in that phase, because, by human nature, we are egocentric. Mm-hmm. And when you are in that, when you were in that in love phase, it's all about the other person, which is not true to our, to our selfish nature. Right. Does it, that make it, sense? Well, yeah. It, oh, okay. no, it, it's more like it, it is about, it's all about us, but it's how the other person makes us feel now. And how it, we, how we choose to use that to relate to them. Exactly. And now when it comes to love, love requires, it's like, okay, how can we, how can we benefit how the other person feels? It's where we step outside of ourselves and right. how we feel. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, regardless of how I feel, how will I serve and show love and kindness and affection to this other person. Okay. Well, that's, that's what where, I meant to say. I know that's exactly what you meant to say. <laughs> and we, we eventually got around to it. So yes, what we're going to so. do, and this isn't in the, in the book, but we no, are, not. we are going to take a look at the Bible and, and read from first Corinthians chapter 13, which is, I think the most amazing statement about what love really is. And Stephanie, I'll, I'll get, go ahead and have you start with, um, verse four. Okay. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But when there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled, and where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when perfection comes, the imperfection disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as a mirror, then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part... Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And then now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Now, here's the, here's the whole understanding of this. You know, the fact is, is that if you are not patient with one another, um, then chances are that you're not showing love. If you cannot be kind to somebody, regardless of how you feel, then you're not showing love. And if you all of a sudden are very envious of something that that other person has and you can't get it over it. And I know that this was huge for Stephanie uh, and I at times when one of us would get something we like and we were like, oh, but you what? usually got yours first. Yep. 
this is true and you know it's all easily angered boy did i struggle with that one a lot and sometimes i still do even in the midst of the afternoon prior to coming down here and recording an episode of family from the heart what about being easily angered this afternoon oh yeah yeah were you easily angered this afternoon i think so okay were you not there do you not remember that? Well, I was not easily angered. It had been brewing for a while. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. It doesn't say anything about anger brewing. It just says not easily angered. I understand. I'm clearly kidding. But but uh, Although, then again, yes. what, let's talk about this record of wrongs there. This rec- I <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was a joke. I'm Look. not holding yesterday's wrongs record. <laughs> it was the moment's wrongs. It was not... <laughs> past wrongs i gotcha very cool it just happens you just happen to be a freaker offender <laughs> a freak did you just say i have to happen to be a freak <laughs> no frequent <laughs> offender offender oh gotcha. of that wrong gotcha all right is what i said but um now i forgot what i was gonna say so all right well we have somebody in our chat room that goes by the username i love megan and they want to ask a question, if that's okay, for okay. our podcast. So uh, go ahead with your question, and we will answer it in here before we wrap up the end of the show. And uh, we're waiting for that question to be typed. And in the meantime, I will get ready to play our music for the okay. outro. And uh, this would be a perfect time, since we're waiting for that question to be typed into the chat room. Uh, this is a perfect time to say thank you to Mardell.com. That's M-A-R. D-E-L dot com. Mardell dot com is a wonderful place to get all your Christian books and Bibles and music online. It is a wonderful Christian bookstore online. And why I say that they're wonderful, well, honestly, I'm going to be, I'm just going to be bluntly honest and say, I think they're wonderful because they support what we're doing here at gspn.tv. And in fact, if I'm not mistaken, I think I may have an email. Let me see if I can pull up that email real quickly and uh let's see here hum something for me stephanie (laughs) see i got a really great email this week okay also that i think that this would be the perfect place to talk about it okay i got an email from a very good friend and listener um holly from chattanooga okay and um in the subject line it was simply titled thank you which I thought nothing of because she just won, she just won an iPod Shuffle for being a Plus member, right? And because we do that drawing once a month, and so I thought nothing of it. It just said thank you, and so I open it up and I read it, and she was thanking me for for opening up and sharing my life with our listeners the way that I do, and how in doing so. I have inspired her to be a better wife, which is kind of funny thinking of this afternoon's, you know, <laughs> reactions. Um, I, I was not proud of myself at at that moment, but things happen and, and, you know, explosions tend to happen where I am around, <laughs> when I am around, <laughs> where I'm concerned. Anyway, um, so... So reading that email and it it just, it was very humbling and at the same time, very, um, what's the descriptive word? 
I'm, I can't I can't think of what I want to say to describe but at, at the same time it it holds me accountable to being an example an example yeah of what a wife should be and although I'm not perfect and as um my favorite blogger Nate writes on the cfhusband.blogspot.com um, please don't put me on a pedestal because I'm afraid of heights yeah. and I don't want to fall off. And I assure you, if you do, I will. So anyway, but but it's very humbling in the fact that as I do open up and share who I am and share my life with, with our listeners, that in the same, in the same right, I need, I need to remember that I am being an example. Yep. Absolutely. So, anyway, thank you, Holly. That that was a very special email, and I will keep it. And um, I think I'm actually going to print it out and hang it up by my desk where I can look at it every day. Cool. So I, I, the person that I work with regarding the sponsorship for Mardell, I just want to let people know, and if I haven't said this before, that the whole idea of the sponsorship came about because the person in charge of the Mardell sponsorship on the Mardell side is a listener of our podcast. Right. Not just this one, but all of our shows. And uh, this person, I will just say, um, well, I'll I'll try to leave out his name. But anyway, um, let me go ahead and read to you what he wrote to me. He says, hey, Cliff, wanted to send you an update on the GSPN promotion. So far, we've had four customers use the promo code GSPN. Those customers have come from North Carolina, California, Tennessee, and Kentucky. I want to say thank you to all of you who have used the promo code. However, I did not see a new episode posted last week. Our agreement was for one episode per week. Uh, Can you tell me when the next episode will be? And so I wrote him back and I said, yes, we are going to be doing our four episodes per month. Stephanie and I had, or Stephanie had her wisdom teeth pulled. So Mm -hmm. I explained to him why that one episode, why we skipped a week. Because I couldn't talk. Exactly. (laughs) And so he completely understood that. And I said, episode three was on April 4th and we will record on Monday, April 14th, which was last week. Mm -hmm. And uh, we would probably put it out either that night or the next day. Uh, the next one will be, will be recorded on April 21st, which is right which now, is today. which will be either released tonight or tomorrow. And then the uh, fourth one for this month will be April 28th. And again, it might be put out on Tuesday. So, yes, there will be four episodes for the month of April. Thanks for the update. I'm sure our orders will continue to come in as we talk more about you guys. And then um, he wrote back and says, Cliff and Stephanie, I just listened to the latest episode of The Family from the Heart. I really enjoyed it. It reminded me that I have missed some opportunities to speak to my wife in her natural love language. That's Thanks for what you guys do. It's a pleasure partnering with you. I'm not sure when you posted your episode, but we had another customer in Alabama use the promo code about 120 this afternoon. They purchased the five love languages. Very so thank you so much. And and of course, we've exchanged some other emails. I did for some reason I didn't put it in here. Okay, but uh, we were talking about um, somebody that emailed in and said how much their marriage is improving upon based upon this material that they're sitting down and reading this materials together. And also in the My Crazy Life, uh, somebody else was talking about, you know, the the book. Uh, 48 48 days days to the work you love somebody's husband who was very 
dissatisfied in in the workplace and stuff. And so what we're doing here is is really helping people from what we're getting feedback from. And I shared that with him and he's like, you know what? This is exactly why we are excited about partnering with you guys. And you know what? That's why I love having Mardell as a sponsor. And so it's really cool. It, I mean, it's 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 fantastic. Yeah, it's totally awesome. Go to Mardell.com, buy some books and and use the promo code GSPN. Let them know that you thank them for this. And uh, Andrea says she's got to get the 48 days book. Go there. GSPN.tv has a link. I mean, straight it's an that. awesome package. We we. um purchased the package for a gentleman in our Bible study. Um, And it's really cool. Yes. I mean, it's really cool. He got the book, the hardback book, two, are they CDs? Two coaching CDs. Coaching CDs and a workbook. For $9.99. Plus I got 10% off using promo code GSPN. So, yes. And of course, five love languages. We're going to read next week. We're going to come back next week from is New the York. Fir- next week, we'll be straight back from New York. Um, and we will read the first love language, which is words of affirmation. Awesome. And so if you want. You- How come your love language is number one and mine's like number four? Because on the mine list? is the most important, babe. Well, yeah, obviously. So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding again. Yeah. And so we'll, we're going <laughs> to. I don't. I was ready to hit the button. You babe. were going to ask. A, somebody was going to ask a yeah, question. Yeah, they, they asked a question. It's regarding Ham Montana podcast. So I'll answer oh, it after we're done okay. here. Okay. So anyway, thank you for joining us once again for Family from the Heart. We will be back next week. Get your copy of this book for five ninety nine. Go to GSPN. Book. You want to shake this one? Yes, th- this one right here that you don't <laughs> see. Stephanie, will, they would have never known. <laughs> anyway, so go ahead and get your copy of the book. Go to GSPN.tv. Actually, no. Go to familyfromtheheart.com. I registered oh, that. Did you really? A long time ago. Sweet. I Familyfromtheheart.com. And, and in the show notes, hold on, let me just try it, make sure that I did get it. Familyfromtheheart.com. Uh, okay. Yes, in the show notes. You all right? I don't know. But in the show notes, there is a link to where you can get this book for $5.99. And go ahead and, and read chapter four. And we'll discuss it next Tuesday night. Words of affirmation. Or next Monday night. God bless.